tale come true. I'm a princess and a wife, all because I fit a shoe. When I dreamed of love, who'd have guessed I'd end up here? At the end of a perfectly perfect year. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate you joining on. Uh, you, you are the most Disney-centric person I know who <laughs> has access to a recording setup. I, I know one more Disney-focused person than you, but that is that is a special Gary? case. No, not Gary. Oh. Gary can't be He's trusted pretty... with properties. He's pretty Disney. That's yeah, true. we went to Disney with Gary. Wait, really? I, I remember. <laughs> I gotta hear yeah, this story. I remember. Years ago, like four years ago. Oh my god! It must it have been really that long. I, yeah, you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, four years ago, right? Oh, gross. <laughs> yes, that, that's a good. That's a good amount of time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Carton Cast. My name is Ben, and my name is Zane, and my name is Bree. And you are listening to a very special bootlegged segment where we look at a uh, animated feature film. Uh, feature? An animated film? I don't know what <laughs> the actual term feature film means. I just heard it in many commercials growing <laughs> up. It's like you have the headliner and then you have the main show. Or the pre- okay. Wait, is the headliner the main act? Bree, welcome to the program. <laughs> Uh, I'm happy here to, to be tell here. us all about what feature film means. Uh, our our uh, Cinderella expert. Uh, <laughs> Hi. Do you do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So my name is Bree, um, and I am a what the kids call these days a Disney adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> Whoa! We'll I don't know millennials. this Urban Dictionary lingo. Oh, you need to the, define the your Disney terms. adult is kind of like a derogatory term against adults who love disney <laughs> but I, oh yes like the younger kids is it are like, like a new soccer mom i kind of <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. um and, but i love all things disney and this was actually uh you guys were able to find a rare disney film that i had not seen yet yeah it, the, the, I, I i picked this movie and then decided to have you on as a guest i wanted to, to watch this again actually ben uh chrissy and i watched this a while back and we were like this has no excuse being as good as it is and then uh, mm. when i was looking for movies to do i thought of this one again and i, I thought it needed a rewatch and i, I even texted her because uh, she, she was away for a couple of days and i said do you want me to wait for you to get back so we can watch <laughs> this again together and she said yes absolutely <laughs> Yeah, as good as that's a that's a hard stance. Um, but <laughs> but before we start talking about the movie, Bree, do you have any uh, internet presence? Is there anything you want to plug at the top? Uh, no, I um not really. I I own a just uh, Disney adults. I own a, and I own a children's entertainment moving. company, so I'm very like with own uh, it. I do, um, and when we focus on. Uh, princess type character performance and as well as dinosaurs but that we won't really cover in this if we do a land before time episode at some point you guys can call me (laughs) that's why i was interested in bringing you on actually that this is actually the second appearance that you've had on the network as i believe one time you were in the background (laughs) <laughs> and we had commented on the fact that you that Snow White was oh! for some reason oh cohabitating yeah, with Nick. Yeah, so um, Nick has his studio. Um, my princess closet is right behind, like in this room. <laughs> so there has been many a time. So I have a closet full of princess gowns and wigs um, that I use for for children's parties. And my princess closet is very different. <laughs> so um, <Yeah. laughs> I like sneak in the back and like 
pull like a giant like bell ball gown out of the closet while he's like talking about <laughs> don't oh, mind me Scooby Doo <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, oh that's funny yeah uh, so uh, um uh, I do know a fair amount about uh the princess Disney princess world however Cinderella is not one that I um am an expert in necessarily um she's sort of default and she, she? Well, yeah she's like the she's the face i feel like of the disney princess because the castle mm-hmm. in orlando at least is her castle in oh. california uh. it's sleeping beauty's castle um <laughs> they knew people would notice <laughs> she's so she's she's the classic she's the one if people think of a and also her story is retold more than any other character yeah there's more that's... interpretations of cinderella's story in some form or another than any well, probably yeah, any fairy tale because it reaches farther back than mere Disney uh, lore this is like Grimm's fairy tales stuff yes. oh Ben it goes way goes further farther. back I'll, oh, I'll get into it in a second man, but I isn't this the thing that in Legion of Superheroes co- I'm sorry did, am I am I uh, am I am you're, I breaking your you're thunder? jumping my own shark I'm jumping yeah. your gun yeah I, I learned about the origins of the Cinderella myth from Superboy comics um that's my, oh. that's where I'm coming from uh-huh <laughs> um but Bree before we get into Cinderella proper and your expertise on uh, Disney princesses in general um avid listeners will recognize you you've become a recurring guest on empowered <laughs> that's uh, true and we, we appreciate you there. But aside from that, are, are you familiar with the Carton cast at all? Or do you mostly know us as like Nick's third weirdest internet friends? I'm not going to say that it's not mostly. Like today I was like, <laughs> oh, how did these guys know me? And he's like, it's the empowered people. And I was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> um, he's like, oh, the Carton cast. I'm like, that's not empowered. I'm really not hip with the podcast it's, world. It's I'm not, not even a lie. word. So like you, you, can't, you can't be blamed for that. <laughs> I Try and Google it. You can't. Apparently, when I created the podcast, I said to myself, you know what? I want a name that I want to apologize for every time I tell someone <laughs> about the podcast. Yeah, I'm not super uh, like Nick has always been into podcasting uh, in the time that we he actually started his podcast, his old podcast um, when we first started dating. And I was like, what is this? Like, I didn't really know what mm-hmm. like a podcast was. Um it seems so very I've impressive been, from the outside, doesn't it? Yeah. It totally does. Uh, <laughs> and he's been, you know, so much time. He really dedicates a lot of time to editing, and, like, he's really dedicated to the craft, so I was just kind of, like, an observer, and then I would start, like, putting my two cents in in the background, and then he'd be like, hey, come over here and talk to us for a second. <laughs> so it was, yeah. like, mostly just uh, me feeling like uh, being nosy. <laughs> I guess given to be that he takes it very seriously... Uh, it might feel as though the bar is set higher and you shouldn't intrude when, like, the e- exact opposite is true. The, mm-hmm. the only reason that he can be as expressive as he can be is because the bar for passing is so low. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on our show, but in general for podcasting as well, I think. It's fun. I mean, I've definitely gotten more into it over the last few years, but as, like, an kind of an observer and a... Uh, listener more so than a participant but i was very excited i was like i was excited that i was going on uh without him instead of just being as nick's mm-hmm. girlfriend Hell <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There. No, yeah. we're, we're excited to have you can you tell us maybe uh, do you have any context for why you are enamored with the disney princess mythos Ooh. i mean i was 
a born in the 90s and I feel like that was the, oh, the that's that it. was the okay, Disney renaissance. <laughs> yeah, it was the Disney renaissance that was when the huge blockbuster Disney films came out and it was just oh I had all the VHS tapes of every Disney movie. My favorite movies were actually not the princess movies. I liked the animal oriented movies. Oliver mm. and Company is still my favorite Disney movie. Um, oh, Great yeah. Mouse Detective, like that kind of that weird like <laughs> late '80s Dark Ages Disney is just like my absolute favorite. But we, we've I, enjoyed a Radigan, the times. I love Radigan's my favorite villain. So soon, <laughs> he's and so ridiculous. Isn't it a crime? <laughs> I yeah, I, I just I, so I was the perfect Disney era generation and i i was lucky enough to go to the parks when i was a kid and my uh grandfather actually worked for disney when it first opened in california Um, so it's just like in my it's in my blood um and i've always i've always loved it and i um nick and i uh he was like an into it a little bit and i just kind of made him become obsessed with me Mm -hmm. (laughs) about that's how they get you yeah about the not just the films, but like the parks and the culture behind the parks and like the different stories within uh, the parks kind of lore that they create. Um, I just I just love it all. I think it's so much fun, and I love the um, uh, I love that you can be an adult and still be completely transported mm-hmm. with Disney. Totally. Like just yeah. those opening the da, 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 it's like yeah yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Can I test your Disney reflexes real quick? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Okay. Duck tails. Woo. All right. She passes. <laughs> Is that I actually that's, love that's the new duck tails. I watch the new duck tails a lot. It's pretty good. Um, I was a little young for the um, original. Like, it was on. But it's was really bad. Bit, yeah, I love. I think the new one's so fun. We, mm-hmm. we have a blast watching that one. Such a great cast to voice cast with that. Sure. All right. Uh, I think we are ready to get into it. Uh, So Cinderella is a story that dates back to at least the 6th century BCE. There are many different versions in different cultures. So this is why it's so widespread. It's not just Grimm's, you know, 1800s bullshit. This is ancient. And it started, the earliest known records have a Mediterranean story about a Greek slave girl named Rhodopis. And she marries the king of Egypt uh, after some shenanigans with an eagle. And the shoes in question were originally sandals, possibly made out of fur. And when it's translated into French, which is the canonical place of the Disney Cinderella, mm-hmm. um, fur was changed to glass because the French words ver and ver sound very similar. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. I never knew that. I thought that that was just Legion of Superheroes being Legion of Superheroes. You're telling I me did, that that's... I did have to look it up, but yeah, that's okay. apparently at least partial truth. Okay. Yeah, there, there's like all kinds of different Cinderella myths, but that that has some basis in time. Yeah, now, as it turns out, it, through the, throughout the ages, rags to riches is a pretty prop, popular story with people. Yeah, absolutely. And then the original Disney Cinderella, uh, the classic movie from 1950, uh, is credited as revitalizing the Disney brand after the trouble it went through during you know World War II, that era. Mm-hmm. Now, Cinderella 3... <laughs> a twist a in, time. in time came out in 2007. Now, now this was a direct-to-video Disney sequel, and Cinderella Two got very poor reception. It was not widely regarded, but okay, this one was I well loved received. Cinderella Two. Cinderella Tell me about two, Cinderella I, Two. I, so I was <laughs> one paragraph summary of the plot. I, what happened? It's it's like three mini stories about like the people around Cinderella more so than like uh, 
focused thing on Cinderella. It's an anthology series? Yeah. So there's one story about like Jacques the mouse and there's one story about Anastasia, the sister, who's a big part of Sarah, sure. the, the Oh, she gets with like the baker, right? Okay, so the whole movie, I was like, where the heck is the baker? Like, she's like, because, you know, and we'll get into the plot more, but like, yeah. it's, I think it's the timeline is before Cinderella 2. No so, way, this is an intercool? Yeah, so, because number three, they very clearly state that it's a year after Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And I think that the sequel is after after, so it's it's oh, more than it's the more time, than a year. Because so, I was the like, "Where reset. is this Baker?" This is okay. So Cinderella two is post crisis, right? Yes. And this is the crisis <laughs> event on on Infinite. Uh, what, where do they live? I want to say France. It can't be Earth, right? <laughs> it's, it's 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 Disney brand Earth. It's the same, but they've gotten rid of all the dirt. Okay. Um. And yeah, it, and it's, it is a bores. weird kind of plot conceit for a Disney movie because this has time travel. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually a may have been based on Twice Charmed, an original musical put on by the Disney Cruise Line. Oh, so <laughs> those yeah, actors yeah. who have nothing to do all day on a cruise ship came up with this <laughs> ridiculous premise. And then they were like, oh, that's good. Write that down. Write that down. And now, and now it's a movie. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, it makes sense. That's totally a cruise shit. Like cruise, mm-hmm. cruise musical theater is like its own brand of musical theater. Because it's so, it's like even more generic than a regular musical. Yeah, and it's usually trying to work in like jukebox, like existing music oh, yeah. to for you know, uh, to be the all man show. How can um, we get Belle to do the electric slide? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's gotta be a way. That's yeah. That's. What did you? What year did you say? Two thousand seven. It was two thousand seven. Okay, so I thought my first thought when uh, uh, the movie opened, I'm like, this animation sucks, and it doesn't <laughs> really. But um, specifically Cinderella, I think it, they had a hard time translating that 1950s yes. Cinderella to. A 2007 form of animation because she has no nose. I noticed that too. Like she it's does not slight. have a nose. I, She's got I like didn't. two dots, and every time, like she'll ch- if she goes on a profile angle, you can see a nose. But for mm-hmm. the most part, she doesn't have a nose. And yes. I think they had a really hard time translating her into uh, that. Like specifically her, I feel like the uh, oh. sisters looked pretty close to what they the looked like. The sisters were good. Prince had a few errors. The prince you know, was a little weird. Prince is difficult on on me. Uh, I only had a couple animation notes. One of them being that everyone looks impossibly smooth, and that's <laughs> yeah. really oh, creepy. Yeah, this hairless rodent problem. It's, of it's, they're all Kendalls. I, I think that maybe because Cinderella, because Disney kind of came back in like the fifties, as you said, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that. You know, the way marketing used to work is you program in order to sell toys. I don't know if that was true back in the 50s. It was certainly true up through the 80s with regular cartoons. Yeah, I don't know. I don't so know if it was. If it was like Barbie dolls were like the way that you sell them and like that <laughs> representation, you know, was so, okay. But I don't know if there's any commonality. I do there. know there's a little bit of history with animating uh, men in Disney, particularly uh, like men that are supposed to be conventionally attractive was actually really hard yeah. um, because they end up looking really feminine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so Snow White's prince and Snow White, they they cut down. You know, he's barely in the movie, and they actually mm-hmm. cut down a lot of him because they could not freaking figure out how to make this guy look good. You have because, to do a pe- you have to make your pectorals dance in the movie in order to <laughs> sell the image. Yeah, I mean they could make you know all the dwarf characters are really awesome looking and like have these really intricate uh, bold features and they couldn't do that with they wanted the prince to look conventionally attractive but he kept looking really feminine. Um, and hmm. I think he still looks pretty feminine. Yeah, he's in still the, pretty. He's, he's, a, he's a pretty boy. Um, yeah. And I think it might have translated too with um, Cinderella. The, the, the similar issues might have, they might have run into. Philip looks great, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why uh, Prince Charming uh, doesn't translate as well as Philip does. But yeah, he, uh, I, I he looks weird is, in the. It is because I think they they've changed the animation style. You know, they it is smoother right it's like they move like it's the emperor's new groove but they look like it's the 50s yeah it's i i think it was the trying to combine the styles to make it look true to the uh classic film but modernizing it i think might have been a misguided attempt standing still looks one way moving looks a different way and that transition is not seamless one thing i did think was cool so disney rebranded cinderella to have blonde hair um like like oh, yellow blonde always? hair, no, she's like straw. She's got like a red blonde, like a it's referred to as like a strawberry blonde. Hmm. And in this movie, she's got a strawberry blonde hair color too. That's um, fascinating. In all actually. the marketing, they changed her to have oh. like a yellow blonde color. Yeah, she usually has um, strawberry blonde, and when they reimagined it, they changed it to a more yellow color. Huh. You know, right? I, I wonder if that's like a a a popular misconception about Cinderella because I internally think blonde anyway just because maybe because that is like uh and this is speaking from a patriarchal point of view that's like the 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 apex of the feminine beauty spectrum Mm -hmm. yeah it's either red hair and green eyes or blonde hair blue eyes right is Mm -hmm. is generally your orchid in the desert kind of person Mm. yeah Um, i think um to use a metaphor that isn't one well in the original film too she had a silver dress and not a blue dress yeah. Um, it, and when they reimagined it, they made it blue. So the reimagining, uh, you know, re-releases change the uh, animation style a little bit. They're trying to keep the idea of this is what's beautiful to us now. Yeah. While still in keeping with the story. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 try a little. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's particularly breaking new ground, but at least they're giving Anastasia a good crack at the bat. So yeah, they're, they're thinking know, whatever, through things. Whatever. So my first note on here, which maybe this will go over your guys' head, I don't know. Um, but the beginning is like, well, that girl was me. <laughs> I thought it was like, so, you, know, you know, like, you ever heard of a girl who had a fairy godmother and a pumpkin? and Well, she was me. I thought yeah. it was so like Sex in the City, Carrie Bradshaw, <laughs> yeah. where it's like, do you guys know what I mean? Okay. Uh, yeah. so where, where it's uh, like, I got the intro to the first barely. Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, but very well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Every that totally like exists in lots of things, but I just, my note literally says Sex in the City opening. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and yeah, my next note was, where is Cinderella's nose? I think what we're going to recognize in this movie is that it is very self-aware. It knows what it is. It knows exactly how hard it needs to try. And it it throws in just enough subversion to keep it, you know, spicy. It it is. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's it's a pretty 
bland-ish plot with a little bit of spice thrown in in a bunch of different ways that I think gets you through it. Like, I found this passably watchable. I was never really invested in it, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, it is pretty easy to watch. It is a long cartoon. Not it's a, like an hour and a half. Yeah. It's like the pretty standard. It's like, like exactly one hour and no longer. It's it's oh, seventy it minutes. Really? It, the the main plot arc finishes at like fifty minutes, and then the queen or, or the evil stepmother minutes, bursts so. through the door and says it's not over yet. Like literally to camera. <laughs> I I literally said, oh, I guess that was the climax. Wait, no, <laughs> we got one more. I'll do you one better. But then, yeah, like, you, you have the characters acting as, like, oh, I'm the evil stepsister. Oh, I'm, I'm you know, the villain-turned-hero or stuff like that. But then also you get weird moments where the, the prince is just like, I'm going to jump out a window. Yeah, fuck this. Oh, and, my gosh, and they're I know. All, they're all in the same movie, uh, and, and it coheres about as well as I think you could manage <laughs> trying to juggle yeah, that. Which is which is not very well. Juggle um, that on a budget. To, just to get a couple of other generalities out of the way, the music is pretty much exactly what you'd expect. Orchestral fanfare, mm-hmm. which is the only thing that would work for this. I think. Yeah, that I some, actually wrote that. Yeah. The Cinderella's first song is like... Uh, so much, so much more than a dream was the name of the song, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is pretty good." Yeah. Like, I kind of was yeah. expecting it to not be that good. Oh, Disney um, knows what they're doing with orchestral fanfare songs. It, it, they're yeah, it was show super stoppers. cute. No, definitely not. But it was very like um, it reminded me. Uh, you know, she's got she does the sound of music like up on the mountain, mm-hmm. yeah. on the hills, spin. I mean, classic. But I thought I thought that some of the lyrics were really cute, and uh, they did a they did a good job with that song. There's really not that much music in the there's so many times where i'm like oh they're gonna start singing and they, they like, didn't loaded. start singing yeah yeah it's like, it's like four totally. songs at the beginning and then one at the end yeah you, you you've got your big intro you've got your i want song a few love songs it, it's inoffensive but a little bland yeah i will say um and i told i told nick i'm like i have to do my best to not make this turn into a little mermaid to return to the sea podcast that is a superior freaking movie. <laughs> give, give us give us the cliff notes on Little Mermaid too. Uh, so Ariel is uh, has a child named Melody, and Aww. Melody is uh, the first child that is f- of both land and sea. And wait, then wait, Earth- wait. Very so the fish on top. Where was yeah? Where was this child birthed? Just land. <laughs> So she's oh, okay. so Never like mind. Ariel has. My been, second question is gone. <laughs> Ariel has been on land with Eric and. The baby is born and they're like, we're going to introduce her to the sea and like, because King Triton can turn whoever the heck he wants into a mermaid. Um, And then Morgana, who's Ursula's sister, shows up and is like, I'm going to kill your kid. And they're like, (laughs) we can never go back to the sea. So 13 years go by and Melody has been not told that she's a mermaid and not allowed into the ocean. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I... Just don't. F- it's literally the opposite of Little Mermaid, where she's a girl and she wants to be a mermaid. <laughs> like, li- like, f- mm-hmm. so, f- huh? Um, is it like a metaphor for learning that you were adopted? <laughs> I don't know. It, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. She ends up. Morgana turns Melody into a mermaid as part of a plot, and uh, Tara Strong plays Melody. Sure. And okay, great. Uh, Jody Benson comes back as Ariel, and the music is so. <laughs> good there's like well that's not that good but there's like three really great songs in it and i was like right after we watched nick nick watched uh the 
Cinderella 3 with me last night. I'm like, hold on, we got. I just got to show you Cinderella 2 just for a little bit. We've got to go <laughs> because, or, I'm sorry, uh, Little Mermaid 2. Cause we'll it's have to come, have you so back fun. on for Little Mermaid 2 yeah. at some It's point. lit. And, uh, so sorry Brie, for sorry for derailing. No, no that's not really interesting. Uh, Bree, as a newcomer to the podcast, you don't know this. Um, at the end of each year, we have like an annual like look back at the previous year of cartoons, and we do oh, we do a supercut where I take a bunch of funny individual sentences out of out of context and just splice them all together into <laughs> into a mess. <laughs> and I'm gonna use you screaming, "I'm gonna kill your kid." somewhere in there because that came out really good great 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 <laughs> just a heads um, up a button so to get back to cinderella 3 um yeah. our basic start is that they've been they, we established they've been married for a year mm-hmm. and it's been the best year ever and the song is like called like Perfect what an awesome year or, year or whatever yeah. yeah and they're going to have an anniversary party in the woods with the fairy godmother yeah, where is the citizen exactly? <laughs> I don't I, I'm know. having a King Arthur and the Knights of Justice problem where the royalty and the royal guard are the only existing people. They, they like, snuck right, off. It's like or... the Tremaine house and then the castle. It's just <laughs> infinite, in, infinite uh, Judge Dread abyss. Places yeah. without a world. Yeah. And Anastasia's like bopping over to do the the, the stepsisters have to do all the chores of the house now. And they're yeah, I, I'm sorry. Why are they just living in a hovel now? Well, so the first thing... Cinderella is really good at cleaning, as it turns out. She has a superpower. So when they go back, so they steal the wand from the... The the Tremaine steal the wand from the fairy godmother very easily because she just yeets it. Like, she just chucks the wand. Yeah. And Anastasia's is like, dope! You're moving very quickly, and I want to zoom oh, in sorry. on a couple of moments in this. Okay, no, yeah, that, yeah, sure. that, that That's great. You covered a lot of ground in what otherwise... Like, the movie recognizes that we just so. need to get to the time travel element as fast as possible. Oh, yeah. They're just like, there's no gonna, there's not going to be any sneaking to get this wand. It's, <laughs> it's like the fairy godmother fast. chucks it in they front of Anastasia. They cover so much ground in this song. <laughs> so e- even if you haven't seen the first Cinderella, you'll pick this up. Anastasia, the stepsister, the stepsister that we've decided to give a redemption arc to. Which she also has in the sequel, by the way. She's Great. also the more sympathetic sister in the sequel. Double oh, redeem. She double redeem. <laughs> ben, we're sharing a brain today. I know. Uh, Should I just leave? <laughs> <laughs> go, go hang out with Nick. Uh, See you later. So, so she's developing pathos, and she has a verse of this I want song, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she pipes. This is Tress McNeil, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, oh, okay. You can hear it. Babs you Bunny. You can definitely yeah. hear it. Now there is finally someone to love me. He'll show me a world that I never knew. With two simple words, all my dreams will come true. Uh, and and she's following them into the forest where they're doing their, their thing. And the stepsister finds out that her bad fortune in life is not a result of her horrible ways, but instead magic and the whims of powerful people. <laughs> and I feel like that kind of undercuts the first movie a little bit. Um, is the voice actress also Dot? Is she Anna, Dot in the Animaniacs? Oh, maybe. Let me, Animaniacs let me, let me Dot. look this up real quick. Oh, and her former sister Dot. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, it's, it sounds it sounds pretty bad, Bunny. That's yeah, who I, would, I heard, but I wasn't. I'd be surprised if that wasn't her. All those people uh, do everything. Yep, yep, that's Tress McNeil. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. yeah, they basically... We, I, I actually put in my notes, uh, Anastasia Redemption arc question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that I wrote in the beginning. Um, and they're not is their life it. supposed to be awful, or are they just upset because they're I think they're just assholes people. for the most part. Like, yeah, it, it and they are not good seem at like they're living in you know squalid poverty. It the, seems like they're just bad at keeping their house. The evil yeah. they still own is which definitely shows just how evil. good Cinderella was at cleaning because mm-hmm. when yeah. they go back in time and they show the same house but a year previous, it like looks like two thousand percent better. And that <laughs> is like if I mean I have a hard time keeping my like townhouse <laughs> clean. So Cinderella is like she's this is a mm-hmm. gift for her. Although it, she did have some some friends, she had like her micey friends and stuff. But still. Um, there's there's a couple of moments that I like that show kind of the 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 tone and the self awareness of this movie. Like where the godmother gets the magic wand, starts casting a spell. It's this big magnificent moment, followed by just dead air for a second or two before the spell <laughs> actually works. And she's looking at it like, is this thing broken? Is this thing on? What's going on here? Um, so so I think they're that they they recognize like. We have a plot to get to. Throw in jokes wherever. <laughs> yeah, they they just do that throughout the entire movie with like three Stooges antic breaks for with the mice to just. Uh, one thing I struggle with with Cinderella is that there's kind of no edge, and I think that's a problem of being mm. sort of the first, the like the default pr- princess is that like I don't. St- there's not really a lot to hang on to in terms of characterization other than a girl in love who tries hard to Right, be she doesn't a, have the quality that like Jasmine in Aladdin or like Ariel even yeah. where they kind of have a little bit more of a spice to them and a little bit more uh Prince Charming has similar problems, although he is depicted somewhat incongruously as a schizophrenic in this movie so that gives him something um but yeah they do do break away to the mice with alarming regularity because there's kind of nothing else to look at yeah well i mean those as a kid cinderella was like as a little kid cinderella was my favorite movie and it was not because of cinderella it was because of the her animal friends like they Mm -hmm. were like paulson (laughs) Gus, <laughs> like Gus Gus and Jock and they don't have the girl mice um, Perla I think was one of the girl mice names oh like, did she get she get ex- yeeted out of existence I with time so. reset mm-hmm. I guess so Shit. it's like in the um, third season of the Flash where Flashpoint happens he goes back in time but we'll get into it no later. thanks no thanks Zane <laughs> yeah the the animals are really the interesting point of the story in the in the first story so it makes sense for them to be the interesting characters. The, in the, the story fact too. that Cinderella can commune with nature doesn't come up as much as you might think. Like that's that's given like third or fourth part Everybody on her else, personality list. Nobody else seems to think that that's a a facet of the world. <laughs> right, but I thought it was interesting because they when they talk the mice talk to the prince later. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's not a power that the mice like, have. Everyone else just. They're just shy. Yeah, <laughs> they just I think don't want to talk to yeah. humans except for in Cinderella. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting because I thought it was kind of like because they were, I don't know, because they were Cinderella's friends. Like she, she was like living in her attic her whole childhood. Like she, mm-hmm. like kind of learned to communicate with them. 
Oh yeah, um, in the same way that Harry Potter got it got to be like roommates with that possum under the staircase. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I kind of skimmed the first book. <laughs> that would, what if in Hogwarts you could have a possum as one of your like pets? Like that would be was, so that dope. Was, that was Ron's original conception. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Scabbers was actually a possum. No, no, Ron was a possum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's why it's such a big family. So, <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah, we 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 go back in time. Interestingly. Not back in time far enough for them to like Not gain magic danced. and go to the dance, but yeah. immediately after when they're doing the shoe fitting part. Yeah, just just I don't I don't know. Oh, it, it feels like there's there's I didn't magic. Even think of that. Yeah, <laughs> this magic. They could have wand... like waited like uh, twelve more hours, gone twelve more hours, and like actually screwed up the. Yeah. The motivations itself. are ascribed after plot. I but think I, I is think, the thing there. I think they really want to see Cinderella suffer, right? Because she she goes to her stepmom oh, saying yeah. like, "No, I dance with the prince. I don't know why this is happening." And the stepmom whole movie just, is gaslighting Cinderella. Yes, this is the yes. whole movie. <laughs> and like, stepmom no, is happen. is chewing the scenery, loving how evil she is. Like this is a role for big over actors. This is you know, th- this is really good because like when uh, the time reset happens and the Duke or something comes to try to fit the slipper, and the mom is just like licking Cinderella's tears off her face as like the entire thing is going on. And then she does like the scar thing being like run away and never return. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never return. Um yeah. Going back to the point that you made that they could have gone and messed up the dance <laughs> to Anastasia and Drizella and the Tremaines in general, the 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 thing really got ruined when Cinderella tried on the shoe. Mm-hmm. Like because in, in their perception, they, they nailed it at the ball and they were, you know, oh, totally, yeah. you know, so I think maybe that's why they didn't go back is because in their, it's an their ego perception thing. is if they just fit the shoe, it would have been fine. Like, that, <laughs> that was is the an whole, interesting take. I, I, I kind right? of believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I buy it. Like e- ego is kind of what, uh, what her fatal flaw is. This, uh, this, this, this Johnny Tremaine stepmother. What was uh, her name? Uh, Lady, um, Lady Tremaine. Whatever. And yeah. Drizella. Madame Tussauds is the wax museum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just <laughs> stuff sticks in there, and I pull them out at random, you know. Oh, uh, also, I've... just a weird note. Um, they changed Lady Tremaine's dress color in this movie. Hmm. Um, they change her from a a dark red to like a purple color in this movie. So yeah, uh, yeah. and purple is a symbol for royalty. So I don't know Much if that was on Empress, purpose. Yeah. It, yeah. It's also um, a symbol for evil in a lot of. A lot of things. Yeah, like Maleficent. She had very Maleficent energy, I feel yeah. like, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Partially because she had access to magic. Which oh, Bride of Dracula hair. Or have, Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah Frank, the, the big, like, yeah. beehive. Have, yeah. have you seen the um, 1990, 1996 uh, Cinderella live-action movie, the, the Roger and Hammerstein's musical? The one with Brandy? The one with Brandy. You, of course Brandy. I've seen the one with Brandy and Whitney Houston and Whoopi Goldberg. That movie is That's a treasure. Insane. Whoopi Goldberg is, Whoopi is the Goldberg queen. Whoopi Goldberg the godmother? Oh. No, she's the queen. Oh, Whitney Houston is a... the godmother. And Bernadette Peters as Lady Tremaine oh, devouring amazing. the scenery. The stepsisters killing it. <laughs> that movie is the best telling of that story. It's so I don't good. remember any Cinderella in that movie. It's Brandy. Like Brandy the the R&B singer is is Cinderella. From Osmosis Jones, Ben. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
that that, that actually helps weirdly enough. Um, um, yeah, and, and again, she was not the interesting part of the Cinderella. It was everything going on around, right? It was the wackiness that made that sells it. I've actually I've talked about this particular subject a lot, which is <laughs> the um, character, the main character that is not that interesting, but is the vessel to get you to the interesting things. Yeah. The like most canon version of that, I think, is uh, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Like, Dorothy yeah. as a character, she's not, like, that interesting, right? But right. she is the she vessel to introduce you to all the cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Cinderella is a little bit like that. She is, like, this pretty vessel that can sing well that brings you to all these other more interesting characters and interesting huh. scenes. Absolutely. That's, that's really interesting because, like... Uh, you know, it, it in, in a lot of anime, um, the way that the 80s ran was that you had your power fantasy character, but you wouldn't have, like, a supporting cast that was more interesting than them. They would just mm. all be bland. <laughs> so it, it's interesting to hear that you go even farther back in time, and it still is, like, the supporting casts that are making the property. Huh. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Snow White, it's very similar. Snow White, I think, is a little more interesting than Cinderella just because she's so ridiculously... She's like mm-hmm. just so much princess. But what is Fievel? What is Fievel supposed to be? Anyone know? Fievel's a mouse. <laughs> I mean, besides that, though. <laughs> I mean, he, he's like, real he, cute. Fievel's a Jew, Ben. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that is that his <laughs> characterization? But you remember, you know, Catar uh, 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 Wall. You remember um, uh, Rat Rat Ratman Moneybags, whatever his name is. He, he was a cat, <laughs> and he was trying to have bags. sex with Fievel's sister, if I recall. That was awesome. The lore. <laughs> so, anyway. Gosh, that movie forever. The mice in this movie uh, yeah. try, to, try to convince Cinderella, hey, even though they magic your sister to have the shoe, uh, if you go to see the prince... You still look like you, right? Like <laughs> I know they sh- actually He's not that they, dumb. <laughs> they actually challenge the shoe bit. Like yeah. which I think was really self-aware and funny cuz that's like the thing that everybody makes fun of with Cinderella is that this man can't remember what he looks what this girl looks like so he uses the shoe which they mm-hmm. by the way they say the shoe size in this movie which is a four and a half which is tiny. Yeah, that I don't, I don't know women's sizes. So if you that is a like medium a child Butch size Hartman shoe. Designed woman. Dainty and petite because she's not being fed well because they're awful. <laughs> Malnourished, yeah. yeah. Um, but he he goes to to meet the girl that that fits the slipper and he sees Anastasia and he's like, Ooh. Oh no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think there's been a mix up. I guess more than one person can fit this shoe. Like they finally like actually challenge yeah. the logic behind it. <laughs> kind of underline the joke that has the, been going on in the circles for a long time. The way when he comes in and the way his face falls and the music accompanies yeah. it and he's it's just very fun. He's just talking like a normal guy trying to get out of this ridiculous premise. Alright, there's been a. It's like the t- your Tinder date shows up and it's yep. not what they looked like in their picture, and you're like, ooh, I. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, um, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> I, you seem really nice. <laughs> um, um, but before that happens, we do see a scene with the prince fencing with his dad in the royal gym. Okay. Oh my gosh, he's what? like an Olympic gymnast. gymnast. Like yes. he's crazy. This is what they have in lieu of, of fight scenes. They just have them dancing around. I love the it choreography. Is, I'm honestly pretty into this first act of the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, Blacksmith <laughs> I was, Shop. I literally wrote, I wrote Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean move in my That's notes. That's what it is. It's like, yeah, and 
later on he does like a like the ship swing rope mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the the gymnastics. Move. Yeah, oh, so fun. I love the face um, on this yeah, boy. Yeah, we also get a picture of uh Grandpa Charming's dad, um, uh, wife, wife, late wife, yeah, yeah. looks like yeah. Anastasia, the late queen. Yeah, um, I, I think it's kind of, I, I, I guess it's, I guess he's into the giantess thing, which I'm, I'm kind of into as a, well, as the, a little quirk. So mm-hmm. I wrote, I wrote down, uh, I was when I was watching it, I was like, is Anastasia gonna bypass the prince and get the king, like a yeah. sugar daddy? <laughs> Oh, that's the way they. That's the way they. they that's show how it, it on the that's screen. That's how it goes. That's yeah. how it articulates. And I think it's really supposed to be more that he's like just very like you. you you're trying to get to know the king character a, a little of bit more. Um, I would buy that right, if like they didn't spend so much time saying, "Hey, when you touch hands, there's something that happens when it's true love." And then they show the two of them touching hands multiple times during. Yeah, the movie. I thought I did they think it was me to really. Think that they're well, gonna, and they're the pictures of his on. wife look like Anastasia. Like she's she's tall and she has red hair and she's and she like steps a on the feet during dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, which I which they immortalized into a huge portrait. Oh, I love that portrait. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, uh, I was. I thought like, are we gonna get Anastasia's gonna be like Cinderella's like step-mom? a trophy wife? Like, yeah. Is oh, she gonna, two like, stepmoms. Is she's gonna <laughs> yeah. be like yeah, like her mother-in-law? <laughs> like that's. Cause that's how's the that's baker like, gonna feel about this? <laughs> He's invited. That was also in my notes. I kept writing, "Where's the baker?" Um, I don't know. They seem like they swing. They're pretty flexible. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was real. I thought it was sweet that they gave uh, the king a little bit more of a tender moment too because yeah. he's yeah. kind of yeah, he's a very small character in the in the original movie anyway and you only see him kind of doing the like mm-hmm. my son's gotta get married Mara. i like him in this like yeah. i think the the doddering well-meaning like uh, a sultan bureaucr- like bureaucrat i was just gonna say yeah exactly like the sultan from aladdin um oh. and he also has a gigantic weird mutton chop like mustache beard combo thing going Big which fan. i'm sure zane liked Uh-oh. i will say though he uses the term breeding twice Whoa. Yeah, it's, in the movie, it's, where it's he's problematic. Like, he's like, "You gotta get a wife so you can start breeding," and I was like, "Ew, <laughs> yeah, what? What is you need this to, word? You need to breed. Choice? We need to intermarry with the Swedes because we gotta like, get frozen in a few years." <laughs> they couldn't even say like have children. Like they had to say breeding. Say like breeding. Well, they said breeding one time in reference to like someone with pedigree, and I think that that's okay. But yeah, the time that you're mentioning where it's like. Oh, I was like so oh. caught off guard. I'm like, did they really? Did the writers of this movie just put the word breeding in here twice and be like, yep, that's good. Yep. We can use that. I just thought that was bleh. that that threw me off. And then he has yeah. this like sweet tender moment with Anastasia about like true love and all this stuff. And then he's like, well, better get to breeding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to mention the, the prince is voiced by C D Barnes, who was also Prince Eric in The Little Mermaid. Oh, dope. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> while all this is happening, um, Cinderella is trying to sneak into the castle as like the the, the royal rat catcher so that she Tries can get to the to prince. Succeeds. Um, I, I the wrote security is not all great. Of Twenty seconds. Yeah, snap them and trap them. I, I wrote down this line, creepy cheese guy. Do you guys remember this moment? Yes, yes, where he's like, you don't work here. And she's just like, I'll just bat my eyelashes and he'll give me this giant wheel of cheese for me to bring in. Uh, that's oh. not how I remember it. I remember him handing cheese and she's looking confused, and he just big smiles. And then she—I might be misremembering, but it's just like there were no words exchanged in this. 
<laughs> I think it was that like he they was. Have their own he knows she doesn't the work classes. there. Yeah, she doesn't. He knows look, she doesn't work looks there. Looks too fancy. But he's she like, looks too 1950s. He's like, oh, you're cute. You can have this wheel of cheese. You think he's angling for a, a cheese beach? <laughs> No, no good. They viscerally (laughs) spat up a hairball. (laughs) And then the next guy is like, hey, like the next guy behind him. Yeah, like he wants wants the cheese beach. Everybody hop in the wheel. (laughs) I'm so proud of myself. I thought you did. Um,. Yeah, okay, so... <laughs> uh, so this is one point in the movie that's just mice do antics, and mm-hmm. this happens a few Which is a times. lot, a lot. Cinderella does, like, nothing by herself. Like, these mice, co- they, she wouldn't get yeah, anywhere without these two. There's nothing for her to really do. I mean, um, and she has no lovers of power, so, like, levers of power, so, like, the mice narratively fulfill the ability for her to go and do shit that yeah. otherwise mm-hmm. she could the, not. The carton cast endorses the use of the underclass to use witchcraft, um, we're, we're fans of that in general. Yeah, anything yeah. you can do to get a leg up, lean in. I will say, uh, so when me and Nick were watching this, Nick and I are uh, cat people. Like, we're cat people, oh, cat yeah. people. Uh, and should have no- noticed from the ears. We <laughs> we love cats. And anytime Lucifer did any, and I've turned Nick into a cat person over you the course of- You mean the Cheshire of- Cat? Yes. Lucifer? <laughs> Frank Welker? L- Lucifer? Is that Frank Welker? Yeah, it's I'm Frank sure. Welker. He's every cat. Of course it is. Um, and anytime Lucifer did anything, we were like, aww, like, that cat's <laughs> supposed to be evil, and that just shows how, like... Oh, he's so cute, though. Well, what he's about when so he turns into a goose? When he turns into a goose, it's a little scary, and when he turns oh, into a creepy duck? old man, it's also scary. One fun day with a quack and a purr. I just... Th- <laughs> Like there's like a time where he like gets on to like the food thing and is like stretching his paws out. And mm. It's supposed to be that he's like this bad cat. Meanwhile, our oh, cat is like yeah. on the coffee table in front of us, or, like drinking out of our water. Ooh, big stretch. <laughs> or or in front of uh, in front of the fireplace when he's like back on his back and his all all his fours yeah, are in the and air. His little tail gets, and then they knock him out with a freaking pillow. They're they're like put out the cat. I wrote, put out the cat was one of the <laughs> put lines. Out the cat this. is a good line. Um, yeah. So Cinderella's trying to go get the. Well, no, she she we're not getting the wand at this point. Where she just no. needs to find the prince, and she thinks if she finds the prince, he'll yeah. remember her. And, and she does find him, but he's been ensorcelled by the stepmom. His true love is too strong, but the mom can kind of gerrymander it by saying like, you, "You'll marry the one who was wearing the slipper." And then he's like, "Okay, Anastasia, let's let's try this." Yeah, and he he erased she erased his memory of meeting Cinderella. Yeah, hold the trumpet. Hold the trumpet's a good line. I do love you. Um, and so he sees her, and poor this scene made me really sad. She sees him, and she's like, "It's so good to see you again." And he was like, "I'm sorry, do I know you?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, Cinderella!" Like, and she's yeah. like, she just thinks she's getting stood up at that moment. Like, like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe he didn't like me that much. And he's like, "I, yeah." Ah, uh, and she's maybe like, this ah, man has an aphasia right? and, and like, cannot I, recognize faces. <laughs> But they they touch hands and he kind of gets like a little yeah. glimpse and so that's like yeah. you talked about earlier Ben it's like a bigger uh like the the hand touching is the a, hand touching uh, is kind of thematically this is what love is in an era wherein we can't really show kisses or people will get too horny I guess yeah I so. thought hand touching was an interesting one Nick was sitting next to me on the couch and I was like 
I kept like poking his hand to be like, yeah, that's one and that's works. one and a half bases. <laughs> he, he, he didn't he didn't pick it up. He, he was, what's going on over there? Is, that a cat? Like, is this is this how this works? What is this, what is this I'm, like? I'm oh, your ha- like if you have a clammy hand that day, is it just not gonna work out for you? Mm-hmm. Or or it does work out, and that's yeah, worse that's because true. of the clammy hand. Yeah. <laughs> Second, I felt those cold, dead, clammy hands. Um. This is a very, very soft magic system. It reminded me of, like, the genie, but without the genie explaining the rules behind mm. it. Yeah. So, like, the whole, I can't bring people back from the dead, I can't make someone fall in love with you. Apparently, the love thing is kind of true, but we don't know the degree to which the spell is manifest, which I think actually works to its credit. I, I didn't need hard rules. The, the, so. the, the wand is treated like a gun, uh, yeah, most of the so time, well, the so, immediate problem and no further. <laughs> Nick brought up this point: is that is the fairy godmother herself not magical, and the wand is the magic vessel? Yeah, she's and a she charlatan. Ever, like, is she just like an old lady that has this wand and is well, like, I'm going to use it for good? So she was there. There's who trained her? Is there a, oh, is there a witchcraft time travel element? School? She's Cinderella after she's gotten a lot of witchcraft training. Which, by the way, we didn't mention this. The fairy godmother has been turned into stone. Oh, yeah. She's Ends like, I breaks. wrote, I just wrote, did they murder her? Like, did yeah. they murder the fairy godmother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she comes um, back later in a very confusing way. Yeah, Murders where she's like, death. I'm my back. Um, but the only magic word is also bippity boppity boo. Like, that's just mm-hmm. the only thing they have to say. Because yeah. I always thought bippity boppity boo is the make the dress magic word or something. Like And that there's others. Yeah. Like, yeah, like there's like spells. <laughs> you have to learn spells. You don't just hold it and say bippity boppity boo. Stepmom does some like whole like magic incantation early on. Like the more she powerful gets, magic yeah. you need more words. She gets like <laughs> that makes sense. Uh <laughs> I buy it. Which she's like, I call upon the ancestors of mm-hmm. uh, like and does like the big does, very like, maleficent. Yes. Like the mm-hmm. the green like a spiral going into the war- into the, yeah, yeah. the area, but like really, if you just have the magic vessel, you can do you can do things. You'd think the fairy godmother would take m- more care to make sure that thing was safe. She she just loves scheming. She got in her Instead own way. Instead of just chucking it. <laughs> so uh, Bree, when you had mentioned that you felt so bad for Cinderella when Prince Charming didn't remember her from the dance, Ben, this guy right here, does not remember. The movie Cinderella. I may not have ever watched the original Disney's <laughs> Princess and Cinderella. So this all felt like a weird fever dream because <laughs> we're, we're, anyway. we're sort of referencing <laughs> events that didn't happen. But I also didn't know of the events. So mm-hmm. it felt like I was also being <laughs> well, incepted Cinderella a little bit. Cinderella goes to a ball and meets a prince. Mm-hmm. Got, that's it, the, got it. That's the oh, gist of it. I understand the movie now. Very good. I <laughs> love this one line because it's just super weird. Once you dance with someone like Anastasia, you don't want to waste any time. <laughs> I know. I kind of. I kind of like. The, um, I've I've heard of the prince referred to as a himbo, oh, which yeah. is a male Barely bimbo. A himbo. <laughs> Barely. He's no which, he-man. And the well, so a himbo, from what I understand, means that you are a combination of three things. Um, a jock, uh, good-looking, and nice. And so the the uh, apex himbo, the best himbo, is Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. 
So he is like a lesser version of that. Like he's kind of dumb, but he's sweet and he's handsome. And he can also talk to animals. Apparently, (laughs) but like it's not something he's been doing before because he was a little surprised. Animals can talk to anyone. They've learned (laughs) speech a long time. They got the their hands on the magic wand one time and just like squeaked out the equivalent of bibbity bobbity boo. And now all that. animals can talk. <laughs> Does seem you may true. have heard about it in the documentary um, uh, Eliza Thornberry, the the wild thornberries, <laughs> where they cast that spell. Doctor Who Little. Just... So Doctor okay. Who Little. Um, I have written okay. down here mouth charades. Um, yeah, they they're, they're explaining magic. Cinderella, they they tell her about the wand. Uh, oh, and it's like a Scooby Doo bit where it's mm-hmm. like they like yeah. ha- change outfits and stuff. Oh, it's so cute! It's it's the um, this is something that only Zany's gonna get, so I'm sorry about and it. I know what you're thinking okay. of already. Super Mario RPG. That's right. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Mario uh, <laughs> pantomimes other characters, but the By way the mice do it to to <laughs> pantomime to shapeshift, uh, they just wear a bunch of different costumes to tell them about the plot right, that happened which, so far. And, and I don't want to still one of the mice <laughs> one of the mice starts tapping his foot impatiently. It's so cute. Oh, because Jacques like <laughs> outfit costume change. So Nick, yeah, I don't want to like, I do want to credit go. him with this joke. When we were watching it, he was like, so Cinderella already sewed all these outfits for these mice ahead of time <laughs> at some oh, point. Oh, yeah, she's a super Because that's creep. the whole thing is that she mm-hmm. makes their clothes for them. That she's got a whole glass so menagerie that she's have, So they have, like, a baby Tremaine dress and a baby Prince Charming outfit. Like, they have, like, they have that's those. That's so sad. <laughs> and that's how she finds out that the prince has been brainwashed mm-hmm. or, like, and, so, and that they need to acquire this magic wand to, to unbrainwash him. Right. So the mice are already uh, her spies, her courtly spies. By this, point they're doing. Yeah, they're the they're pulling line. all the weight in this in this mission. Because because remember, they were turned into like human manservants. Uh, they were in the yeah. Fir- right? They were they were the um. I don't know if it was specifically Jacques and Gus Gus. I it might have been um. And or, I don't know if it was just a different. Dot. Well, there's a there's a lot of mice in the first God movie. Rest soul. Um, and two of them at least were turned into like footmen for the carriage. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought they were turned into the horses in the in the fable. Mice turn into horses. Pumpkin turn into carriage. You, you have one mouse mice... turned into a horse and one mouse turned into a man riding the horse. It's oh, it's, a, it's it's dumb sub thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, there's or do a they got a flip on. for it? Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, what else happens in this Cake antics in the ballroom. It's time for another antics scene, so we have... Oh, yeah, they're, they're like, preparing for the wedding, which is going to be that night. Yeah. You don't waste any time when you dance with someone like Anastasia. Yeah, and, uh, the the sisters are showing off their lack of, uh, kind of, uh... Decorum. Yeah, like, they don't know how to be polite. And so they have all these, like giant cake and all the food and there's a scene of them like throwing yeah, yeah food they have a food fight. throwing food and the uh, cat does Gisella's, the Cheshire cat smile which is cute I like that the cat is doing Lucifer is doing great yeah he's <laughs> um, uh, in, in a dream right now um, but and, the king takes Anastasia aside and says like hey I know you kind of suck but but my wife was like that too and it doesn't matter as long as there's love here's a seashell Oh, that, that's after the after the dance, the bad dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and that go, yeah, that goes back to the whole like 
she like Anastasia should have just gone for that sugar daddy action and taken absolutely uh, like why go you for the prince when you can go for the king beach dynamics <laughs> I mean she just she was just going for the upgrade mm-hmm. I, they 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 treat it I mean like I can kind of see that uh, Anastasia just wants like a, a a parental figure to be nice to her and yes he could the king could totally. If they wrote the story such that that was what they were going for, they didn't articulate it as not a romantic interest. Daddy like you need to do a issues. little more work to I- explain to me that this is a parental thing and not like a romantic thing mm-hmm. because they only talk about one kind of affection, which is true love and is transferred through the fingertips. Well, and Anastasia right. <laughs> says at one point that she was just happy that the prince was nice to her. So yeah, yeah. the dynamic she just wants that has, any kind of kindness. Well, so Anastasia is the second child of the Tremaine. So Drizella is the older of the daughters. Mm. So and Drizella is Drizella is the more evil of the two, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think part of what you're supposed to kind of envision is that it, the the queen or the queen, um, Lady Tremaine and uh, Drizella kind of gang up on Anastasia a lot. So Anastasia's mm-hmm. a little bit more of a sympathetic character, especially mm-hmm. now that yep. Cinderella's out of the picture. They need a new punching bag, and that's Anastasia. And so yeah. she ends up kind of becoming a more sympathetic character because she just wants somebody to be nice to her. So mm-hmm. the She's prince, definitely portrayed as the victim here. Yeah, the prince is, like, literally doing, like, the lowest bar, which is, like, just being, like, kind to her. And she's like... Wow, this is yeah. amazing! And like the king giving her a seashell, which Hobbit normally doesn't turn into a choke. <laughs> well, she was just like initially they're like, oh, it's going to be disappointed because they're the, the sisters are like super material, and when he gives her a seashell, it shouldn't mean anything, and she's happy about it because it means something to him. Like you really mm-hmm. see a lot of character growth for Anastasia. It's very cute. Yeah, I like it. Um. <clears throat> So they're doing some wedding preparations, magicking up some clothes. The stepmom is like, the wand is not a toy. Lock it up. Uh, and then the mice like go. Like a gun. The, yeah, like a gun. And the mice go to grab it for, for Cinderella. Yep. Um, dressing room antics. Dressing room. This, it's fun it's for the whole family. Seri- it's a series of mouse antics for this whole movie. <laughs> Um, and they, they, you know, they spill and break something and say, oh, somebody fetch the housekeeper. Cinderella's right there. She's got to pretend to be the housekeeper. And she's got like a uh, bonnet yeah. on so they don't quite yeah. see her face. And stepmom like knows it. She knows her. immediately. Yeah. She's the one person she's who not isn't dumb. deluded. But, yeah. the, but <laughs> the stepsisters are dumb. Anastasia's yeah. like, I didn't know you worked here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The stepsisters are definitely uh, not bringing a lot to the table in the brain department. But Lady Tremaine is. She's a smart lady. She's mm-hmm. evil. She's a smart cookie, but uh, they do manage to uh finagle the gun from her and they abscond with the wand out the uh out the palace or they try to but they are soon caught yeah and now we my, have sh- yeah chase shenanigans my yes. issue with this scene was that the, so the mice have the wand and cinderella's running she never thinks to just pick up the, Grab mice, the mice yeah and pick up the wand like she's running way ahead of these mice who yeah. are she just have their little legs very, holding the wand she's very beautiful <laughs> and well, she respects the autonomy of the mice nobody tosses a dwarf that kind of thing yeah oh this is gus's rules okay mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Gus's so rules she, of engagement. She doesn't get a in the in this time frame. Lucifer, the cat, is chasing the mice and is being turned into various forms of mm. of creatures. Um, and he ends up being a tiny cat at one point, just as vicious as a large cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was like, oh, baby Lucifer. Even though he's evil, he's so stinking cute. Um, and like so. The mice have the wand for, like, the whole chase scene, basically. Mm. Mm. And Cinderella gets a hold of it, and she's like, bippity-boppity! Ah. Yes. And the, the somebody snatches it. Yeah. Some, some, some gendarmes. Oh, the security! Are... Right! They're like, yeah. that, they didn't care when she just waltzed in the house with some cheese, but now they were like, oh, this this tiny woman with her size four and a half feet is a huge threat to the castle security. We need two big old brutes to... Well, she, um, she, she, to, she to be fair, down, they, she she, they, they did look like the... Uh, oh, yeah, she Mary Poppins down. Yeah, so that's To be that's fair, the, guard, the, guard do not, the guards do not look like they were first pick Co- co- copy paste <laughs> from the head and shoulders department like yeah <laughs> they only have the one size of uniform i think excuse me do you have grunts here oh baby <laughs> do we ever <laughs> oh my gosh uh, but um, yeah and so at, while this chase scene is going on is this where the birds uh, take prince try to try to cinderella prince charming yeah oh they, they, yeah they the get birds kind of lead 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 him the birds yeah, they just kind of bug him and like grab his like garment and like lead him and he's ah, all right i'm coming yeah bird, the, it's, it's noted that the birds do not talk and the mice right. do mm-hmm. so the birds are like they do not have the gift of gab hierarchy yeah. species um, I, I just find it fascinating the way he just immediately like, all right, I'm coming. <laughs> Honestly, a if a bunch of birds, if a bunch of birds were grabbing me and needed to show me something, I'd be like, this is important. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't happen just, every like, day. I have to go something to... <laughs> different in this world. <laughs> that, that's how that's how you would be a, a really good like kidnapper or mugger. You you train a couple pigeons to you know <laughs> go flock to people and bring them over. Well, yeah. you got to do like bluebirds, like. Something a little yeah. more whimsical than a pigeon. No offense to a pigeons, but something a no little bit whimsical. I I would trust uh, a pigeon in a vest over a bluebird in a cloak any day. Oh yeah, that's um, a that's a hard stance. <laughs> I um, think. So so the prince touches Cinderella's hand and he's like, oh this this feels right. And the fa- evil family sure seems evil, but like. I, it's not quite strong enough to break I'm not, it. I'm not smart. I can't, can't <laughs> quite figure beautiful. this. I'm very beautiful. But he, but he talks to his Look dad about eyelashes. it uh, while Cinderella gets exiled. She gets um, deported. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're going <laughs> to deport her. <laughs> they deport her. They, they, they put her on a boat with no one else on it. <laughs> yeah, that's a decision as well. There is no way to steer a boat that large with one person. <laughs> they are resigning her to die in the no, English I Channel. Mean, there's like, there's like a couple like sailors, but there's no like people on the boat to like. I don't. Wow. We don't know where this boat is going. <laughs> Rude. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, sailors are people Yikes. too. Um, but there's not like other like passengers at least. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I saw no one. <laughs> I feel like yeah, there I might be were... somebody like moving a barrel. Maybe I don't know. It was it was it was going remarkably close to that cliffside lighthouse. Maybe it was like on route to be crashed into it. Yeah, yeah. Like oh. an ancient demolitions. <laughs> like we have yeah, the wrecking yeah, balls. Exactly. How we do it. <laughs> uh, we might as well get a two for one and kill Cinderella while we're at it. Oh my <laughs> Plausible God. deniability, officer. 
Uh, but, but at the same time, uh, you know, uh, uh, Father and Grandpa Charming, they have a chat. Yep. Uh, and uh, talk about, like, the nature of love, when you know you know, all that stuff. I don't actually remember much of the dialogue because it's unimportant, and he follows some mice again. Mm-hmm. Yes, the uh, mice have a really cute song. They have, like, a little, like, little vaudeville don't forget, number. Don't forget, don't forget, Yeah, it's, it's very the ball. cute. Yeah, like it, it's got big too. stage play energy. Have this Abbott and Costello do some shtick for a while. A third mouse should have come on stage to, like, play the piano. Mm-hmm. They could have had Perla. Perla doesn't <laughs> exist in this universe. You all could have had Perla. <laughs> um, um, and the and the prince is like totally engaged with it. He's totally. I mean, I really, I I, the, I find the prince character very. Prince, He's so well, credulous. Words are hard. Prince character very likable in this mm-hmm. Cinderella. Yeah. He's very he's dumb, but he's like, oh, he's sweet. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's trying with the information he has as best. best as he can. Like he's getting hit with a lot of new stuff, <laughs> like in quick succession. He's also an incredible uh, gymnast. Uh-huh. G- girl I thought I was in love with does not look like I remember her. Wait, no, yeah, she does. Wait, there's this other girl who I'm actually attracted to. Also, mice are talking to me. Also, birds mean something different from what I remember. Yeah, I mean, and hand touching is very things. exciting. His his, his mind has no. been wiped so many times. Like it's he, he got flashy thinged from Men in Black. <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I play with you, Jay. <laughs> um, but um, the birds bring in the repaired real slipper, the the one that the fairy god, uh, uh, evil steps mother uh, just broke. chucked over the staircase. And yep. he was like, hey, "Thanks, guys. Love the song. I'm off." And the king is like, where the where are you going? Why are you leaving? He's like, the talking mice say that she's the wrong girl. And the king's like, oh boy, not this again. Not again. <laughs> my my, my dear son. son. <laughs> I thought we dealt with this. <laughs> thought we got past this. Oh no, it's resurfacing. Darling baby boy. And we have this just amazing moment. Oh yeah. <laughs> where the king says, listen, son, I've put up with a lot of your nonsense over the years. You're you're not setting fo- you're not you're not leaving you're not walking down this staircase, and the prince, in th- this smooth face, confusing animation that you know they spent <laughs> so much time to get the facial expression just right. We're like he's dismayed, and then he's like, oh, I have an idea, and he's got this like devilish little smile, and he's like, all right, and just jumps out a window. It's so <laughs> funny. It reminds me of um, oh, what's that movie? Uh, uh, with all the evil exes. The, uh, the, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, where he's like the the ex girlfriend shows up at the door and they're like, "Is Scott here?" And just like through the window. <laughs> you guys remember that scene? It's so good. I, I do not. <laughs> Eats himself. Um, and his horse, this poor horse, gets put through shit because he's like, "Come on, horse!" And the horse has got to like run through this horse the is gate. Done with him. Yeah, so yeah. the horse and the horse runs through the gate and they're running through to catch the boat, mm-hmm. and they go up a cliff. And then the horse finally puts his hoof Fucks down. He's like, and he's like, I am not jumping out of this window. And the prince gets there was no inclination that through the window the, of a lighthouse. There was no inclination that Prince Charming intended for the horse to survive. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad the horse advocated for himself in that last... The, that. He's yeah, like, I'll run for the fence, but I am not jumping out of a I mean, in his defense, window. animals are magic now. The mice can talk. Maybe the horse has a parachute. I don't know. <laughs> 
And they do on when the so the prince does like it's both a Pirates of the Caribbean move and a um, Peter Pan move, <laughs> yes. like from Hook specifically, like where he like through the sail, rips through yeah. the sail, and he does the swing on the rope, and he goes, "Hi, Cinderella," and she's like, "That's not my name." <laughs> but, For the barest moment, he is attractive <laughs> because his, the little the little hair, like the three hairs out of place after he does his Jack Sparrow like uh, you know pirate mm-hmm. thing. Uh, looks amazing, blowing in the wind, <laughs> and then he fixes his hair, and he's instantly unfuckable again. <laughs> so this is where we kind of think the movie is about to end. Yeah, because he's I like down. I guess that was the climax. <laughs> so <laughs> just... they pull, you know, he he like remembers a little yeah. bit, and there's like we're gonna get married, and the evil queen or evil queen, the lady Tremaine is like, nope. And does the scariest shit ever. So she she burst. We hard cut to her bursting through a door looking at the camera saying it's not over yet, which mm-hmm. I love. Uh, a couple of other moments before we move on in the plot that that I love. You mentioned that she th- he thinks that her name is Cinderella. Because yes, no one mice... has used her name to this point except for the mice. <laughs> yes. He's, 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 uh, he's like, I'm just going off of what these mice said. They said your name's Cinderella. It's and a brilliant move. <laughs> it's it's very cute. She's like, um, she should have just stuck with it. She should have just let him have the moment and be like, yeah. Guess I'm Cinderella. <laughs> Guess that's my name now. <laughs> that's my name. That's the old, Her Forever. friends are the only people who call her that. You know, it's like a, yeah. like a yeah, term of endearment. term of endearment. He's, yeah. he's, he's on the level of a mouse. Um, and then when he jumps out the window, for the briefest flash, we see him hovering in air and it's just a just a rag doll just dead man physics like no animation on the movement it's just him like translating into go back and watch this brief moment because it looks ridiculous I, i'll have to do that later i believe you because yeah i know you I, don't I, think I it's gonna turn out as that. as badass as it does it looks like he's just being chucked and he's gonna like land on the ship yeah and dust himself well, off. Well, it wasn't his plan. His plan was to jump with the horse. Yes. And then and then yeet him like a second jump and like yeah. make Yoshi plummet to his oh, death. Oh, no. <laughs> so that he could get enough height to get onto the boat. He had no clue that this was the way it was going to turn mm-hmm. out. He, he is a gymnast first and a tactician second. Possibly <laughs> third. Uh, but yeah, so, so you were saying it's time for evil plot escalation because in addition to time travel, we have clones now. Oh my gosh, yeah. So she's like, I love this turn, actually. <laughs> it's they, so they, scary. Very, they very well forecast that Anastasia just wants to be loved. Mm-hmm. For and who now she we're saying, is. For who she is. You know, I, I don't know if that was. I don't know if that was accurately portrayed up to this point. At I think point, just affection right. of that's any true. kind would She'll have worked. She'll take what she can get. But she's been portrayed as like a sympathetic uh, uh, person. Um, or at least someone we should pity, at the mm-hmm. very least. And so we're getting like this idea that um, she just wants to be loved, um, but in order for that to happen, she has to become Cinderella. someone else. Yeah. And this is that the kind of like the final straw that kind of breaks uh, the, the 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 enforcer like mentality that uh, the stepmom has over her. And she's like, "All right, I'm I'm well, I'm ready to go turncoat now, and we'll mm-hmm. see that later." Yeah. So so she is. The magic has been used to make Anastasia look like Cinderella, and it's a little jarring to hear her voice coming out of mm-hmm. you know that different model. Um, 
and and Cinderella tries to make this emotional appeal to Anastasia and say like please you you see what love is I have it please don't take this from me and she gets magicked into a big pumpkin and it's so scary it's yeah this is freaky like they use CGI horror. This it's is some, some so scary. It reminded me of uh, um, the in the Beauty and the Beast. Remember when her dad is put in this weird, like spidery, like mm-hmm. I don't know what it's even supposed to be, like cabinet thing that like spiders off into the. Yep. Oh, it's so <laughs> yeah, he's scary. Got, he's and dead like, now. it's a rotten pumpkin specifically, like yeah. a rotten pumpkin, and it it's vines like kidnap a horse it even does like, a horse it like is this forces just a horse, a horse into that its was nearby or is this the same know. horse this, this if it is the same horse i think it's a different horse but i'm just kind of surprised that wild horses are just kind of around and then it could uh, just be like a like a royal horse that's like on his break or something sure. on 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 you know, paid leave and <laughs> can, can i can i uh rewind for yeah, a second yeah. there sure. was one point that i wanted to point out because we're very obsessive on this podcast about Anastasia getting it on with the king uh, <laughs> when when Cinderella comes back like the real Cinderella comes back with uh, Prince Charming and yes. meets the king and they hug and Anastasia's watching you get the feeling like she's upset because that means that the king would have hugged anybody and mm-hmm. it wasn't about her it was just about oh, the son I getting married think Double about that. poor anastasia yeah. she is really a sympathetic character in this um I, I don't think that they set it up as like a familial father-daughter kind of thing i think they could have what mm-hmm. they do set up is that anastasia wants the king to be special like she wants to be special to the king. It, like sure. the relationship should be sacred in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. It it for some reason registers as romance in my brain because of the hand touching thing. But she just wants somebody to be least, nice to her. Like re- truly, like somebody that well, actually I think like is something interested specific in specific about the king. Yeah, I, I mean when when you when Daddy you give issues. a young girl, <laughs> a young woman, a memento treasured by you that was given to you by your late wife and say oh you remind me so much of her is there any other way to read it do I we think- <laughs> know that the king isn't her father Ooh, <gasps> <you don't- laughs> I, I just lady tremaine had like a affair with the king yeah at some those- point no she would have been cashing in on that if that was where those kids get from well, no, um, magic probably happened. <laughs> so the the cat is also uh, magicked into an evil coachman. Oh, I know. They ruined I, Lucifer. So, I think he looks great here. I love <laughs> the fact that he doesn't get human hands or speech. <laughs> no, he's still he's still very much Lucifer. He's like an evil yeah, carriage driver. One mistake. Even Cinderella's like, Lucifer? <laughs> someone, I do think it is nice quick. that they do give her a window in the mm-hmm. carriage. She gets one They're little rotten monsters. hole window. Yeah, that just bursts forth. And and the mice help out by undoing the pin connecting the pumpkin carriage to the horse. It's a very mechanically sound pumpkin it, it's carriage. It's very confusing because it's also attached well by vines, I think you'll find. It's very, it, it was, cosmetic. it's a scary freaking, like, I, if I saw this that when is, I was little, I would have been scared. Like, that, yeah. it's very, uh. Like it's, it's like the leveler levels of ominous from uh, Fern Gully. Yeah, but this you know is where that, Cinderella. Like, 
Sorry, go ahead. No, you know that like Grimm's, like that live Grimm's fairy tale Brothers mm. Grimm movie? It yeah, kind of reminded the... me of something like that where it's like that really eerie, creepy versions of the story. Well, it's the original versions of the stories, but like yeah. the like really dark, creepy, like yeah. uh, girl like turning Frodo into Con a gingerbread. Ma- yeah. Ugh. As anyway, sorry, that's what that that pumpkin like see imagery reminded me yeah. of like did some you, scary thing. Did you take note of what the music was doing in this moment? I didn't. I'm it's, I'm I'm uh, guessing it was scary some sort orchestral of orchestral like, fanfare. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> something something like big and booming and brass, right? It, it's yes. played like a like a train scene, like climbing around the outside of the train trying Ooh, to yeah, get yeah, to yeah. the to the front. Right. Uh, and this is where they're giving Cinderella her badass moment, right? Where she like kicks the cat coachman like off like bad kitty like she's 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 throwing out one-liners yeah that that, that was good oh i yeah. like that she's getting a little bit there does lucifer ever come back no he is uh he, he has been murdered to death yeah oh that's a bummer like i know lucifer's well, supposed he to went be down evil, doing but he's just what a he cat loved. i guess that's murder true. <laughs> yeah he, he loved murder i wasn't he loved sure if we established it. that he like came back at all he does he, he doesn't there's something kind of problematic with the idea that the cat is labeled evil by the movie. Mm-hmm. I know he's just doing cat shit. In in the same way that the mice are labeled good, I guess if they have speech, then kind of all bets are off. Yeah, the <laughs> but, mice the mice are are ethically sound. Cats, hmm. you know, cats ruled for by the their most instincts. Part in Disney films, are with the exception of the Aristocats, um, and Oliver and Company, cats for the most part are portrayed as bad guys. In- that is a yeah, that that's a that's a proud tradition, not merely in Disney, but in other properties as well. Um, we talked about it when we were going through Five Goes West. Yeah, but uh, the whole mice equals Jews, cats equal either Russians or Germans or whatever you have. Um, so somebody of authority and power over the little guy. It, yeah. You can't help but make that comparison. But also, uh, it the, also happened um, in Mouse. Yeah, also the 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 general format of animals as people is. If you're only dealing with mammals, cats the bad guy, and if you're dealing with multiple types of animals, uh, reptiles are the bad guys. Well, cats are the bad guy, mice are the good guy, dogs are the old good guy who turned into the mm-hmm. sheriff, but right. is too old to catch the cat too because old for you this can't shit. teach an old uh, dog Jimmy new Stewart tricks. new tricks. Yeah. That's right. I actually wrote a whole paper on how cats have been demonized because they were acquitted to femininity in throughout ooh, history. Ooh. I want to read that. That's paper, like a whole. Paper. That would be like its whole own podcast. So I won't. Uh, so, so, submit your essay on online. The statement immediately. <laughs> like I think that there's a lot of good. Uh, yeah, I mean, just think about how much hate you also get for cat boys online. Undeserved hate, I'd say. Cat boys. What do you What's mean that? hate you get? Huh. <laughs> I have an alt podcast, an alternate Twitter account, just specifically for this exact uh, sentiment. Interesting. <laughs> Google, Google. Uh, l- look up Catboy with safe search on later, Bree. Oh, okay, <laughs> noted. Yeah, <laughs> I think you got. I think you got it now. Um. Yeah. So we're we're at the wedding. Oh, the wedding. One happening. second. Yep. The pumpkin. Uh, when it when the pumpkin goes oh, like off roads and Cinderella absconds onto the, the that poor horse. Um. When the pumpkin is caroming down the chasm, it like when it hits a hard surface, there's like a little orchestral bump, and then also there's like magic fart gas coming. The magic out. Yeah, spills it releases out. the green. And I didn't, I didn't take note of this. When the fairy godmother and Cinderella use magic, is it a different color? Because it's green throughout 
the movie. Yeah. But I feel like green green magic is usually like e- like Maleficent. I, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's if, like poison gas. Yeah. Yeah. When in the original movie, at least it's blue. Like I think like it white. is also blue. So when the fairy when, godmother uses it, is it not green? I don't think it is. Right. I think it's I think it's green throughout this movie, but. It's okay, mostly I wasn't in the hands sure of evil, was, so it's hard to say. I wasn't sure if it was just equated to evil magic or something. Well, well it's so they, funny a lot if of stuff the mice where, have a di- if the mice had a different color associated with them for the one time they zapped the wand. There, like, there's oh, a lot of moments yeah. where somebody zaps the wand and it kind of goes off as just a bullet in a random direction. So it's hard it to describe so that as good gun. or bad. <laughs> yes. Um, so we're at the wedding. There's a tiny-headed monk. That's a fascinating when when you saw him I'm like okay he's got a head it's just a weird garment and then you see the garment from the back <laughs> and it looks like someone just shot the head out and forgot to fill it in it looks so funny Yep um and the the king is talking to Anastasia about the hand love and it's <laughs> 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 uh, hand, hand love is the truest love I know <laughs> and so she, she's starting to feel guilty and so Cinderella you know she's coming back to, to object to the marriage but um, Anastasia beats her to it she's like I, I, I don't you know I, I can't marry you yeah, it would be a lie. You're, you wouldn't be loving me, mm-hmm. and what I really want is to be loved. And that, that sort of, now that I have respect for the concept of love, that sort of cheapens it. I am incapable of voicing these thoughts in a, you know, confident uh, summary, summary kind of way. So I'm just going to say I don't and then leave it there. Luckily, yeah. here comes Cinderella to explain everything. There's two of us now, you see. Yeah, you could have, <laughs> you could have any of us or both of us. And this whole time the king is like, a moment away from cardiac arrest, salivating. Oh. Yeah, he's he's multiple like, times uh, in the movie, he's like, "I can't married. do, I can't deal with any more." I really I like that they're it. voicing. I can't take one more thing. Yeah, I, I love that they're voicing like just like the levels of parental stress that he goes through <laughs> <laughs> periodically through the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. So um, they do the like Anastasia's like, "I want to be loved for me." And she turns herself back, too. Yeah. So that's a yeah, pretty poignant cute. moment where she puts the wand at herself and turns her back into Anastasia. And the animation sequence is the same as Cinderella's transformation sequence from the first movie. Oh, so the animation cool. coming up the dress and the hair going up into the transformation. Yeah, and then like into a, like a flower. Yeah. Sort of thing so that they happens. use the same style, but it's Anastasia turning back into herself. So I think that's, that's some cute. cute symbolism. It's a very it's a very Shrek resolution. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ben, what's your New Year's Shrek illusion? <laughs> uh I I resolve that if I change my appearance back to my true form, I will at least fix the googly eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> very thoughtful. Uh, honestly, like that was that was the thing that bothered me the most in this movie. I understand that the chin and the cheeks and like, and there's, there's, there's facial issues, issues with these, Problems. with these two sisters. Yeah. I think I, I would be able to look past them if they didn't have those big googly eyes. It just, it throws me so hard. That and Ken's eyelashes. I call him Ken. Cause I keep on thinking like a Ken. He doll. does. Prince he is Charlie's very shiny. Uh, incredible eyelashes are, he are does he has great I think he does in the original animation also too I feel like mm-hmm. eyelashes got, are hard to animate yeah like famously um and it goes back to because like eyelashes even though both men and women have eyelashes eyelashes mm. are equated to femininity and right. that was part of uh one of the big struggles with uh sleeping or I'm sorry uh Snow White was tr- when they were trying to make him not too feminine, but they still wanted him to look like a, a person, and a person has eyelashes. Um, when I 
this is a tangent, and I'll make it quick. Great. When I was playing a game, uh, Dragon Age 3 uh, Inquisition, which was not very good, uh, but I was pretty into the franchise. Much like the real Inquisition. I played it on a not, like a, a suboptimal gaming platform because that was the only one I had. I think it was like on the Xbox 360 or something. The point is, when I went through character creation and the default was to have them with eyelashes... It, it was it was just impossibly grotesque. Like <laughs> the character ended up looking like he just had like these two big face Spiders. like eye <laughs> eye clams that just <laughs> like they were. It was like impro- impossibly uh, bristly like horse brushes. Yeah. Instead of <laughs> eyelashes, and so I actually like kendalled him in order to make the game look presentable by like, just removing all of his hair because he just he couldn't handle it. <laughs> The, the yeah. Anyway, that was a tangent about animation that I don't apologize for. Awesome. Um, yeah. So evil stepmom gives up the ghost. She's like, I have magic. I'm done scheming. Mm-hmm. Let me shoot everyone uh, with with bad magic. And um, she she aims at Cinderella because Cinderella jumps to like defend Anastasia. Anastasia. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the prince jumps in front of both of them, like, no, I am the hero, uh, with his sword. And as we've seen, magic can be deflected by uh, metal objects, apparently. Or anything, really. A- anything. As long as it's not the shiny. target, If it's shiny, it will yeah, it'll work. <laughs> um, and so the magic goes back onto the, the bad people who are turned into frogs. Yep. Um. Uh, and then... Uh... Then, uh, you know, then, then we have the, 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 the king being like, is, is my son ever going to get married? Like, is this going to happen? And Cinderella says, I do. Or, or like, there was something, like, it, it yes, led up to the I do. they led it up to her saying, I do. Like, and the priest, immediate, he hears the magic word, and he immediately <laughs> wakes up to pronounce the man and wife, and then immediately passes out again. <laughs> and like, somehow oh, the, the fairy godmother gets booped back into reality. I need reality. to talk about the ontological inertia that makes this make no sense. Was this like a dogma-esque? It, it, it invalidated the rule of magic, and therefore all the other magic went away? Like, uh-huh. what happened? So when we last saw the fairy godmother, she was turned to stone as a statue. In one year in the future, in a different part of the country, <laughs> like off yeah. in the middle of nowhere oh, in the woods. I didn't even think of that. A separate time. And nobody explicitly magics her statue back. They just... Anastasia walks over and the statue is there and she fixes her. <laughs> Magic was just like, I've had enough of this. <laughs> I'm done. They they like I'm found her shit. and they thought it was like an ancient relic and that the they had to collect it at the castle. Like the palace mm-hmm. was like, Oh, we have to have this ancient Xanatos relic. Xanatos moved it. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. one bit of uh resolution that I was really excited about because like I said, I kept screaming at the TV, where is the baker? Because this whole sequel has this amazing, very sweet plotline about uh, Anastasia falling in love with a baker who's mm-hmm. who's just a poor person, like a, and she's not supposed to marry or love a poor person. She's supposed to marry. We, we call them rich. people without wealth. <laughs> and she, uh, the baker's really sweet to her, and he like makes her food, and it's like it's this really, really sweet like plotline, and the first frame of the end credits is a picture of Anastasia and the baker together. And oh, I was like, that's what that was. vindication! <laughs> yes! <laughs> so the, um, the very first yeah. frame of the credits, you see Anastasia sitting and the baker's behind her bringing her a cupcake. 
And so you do get a little bit of a resolution with Anastasia that she does find somebody that loves her for who she is and does also confirm that that plot line takes place after this plot line. So they do, they don't completely abandon the baker. It's, it's not the abandonment that bugs me. It's that. And you, and you, you wanted her to go with the king, we know. It's not that I wanted her to. It's <laughs> that that's what the movie was telling me was happening. Yeah, I do we, think we they were Martin. trying I, to make it more of like a, a paternal relationship and maybe failing in yeah. some, some spaces. They um, definitely failed at that. We have that moment at the end where she like gives the shell back and she's like, I guess I don't deserve true love. And he's like, everybody deserves true love. And, and you know, cute. she can keep it. Very cute. Um uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. she should have gotten that bag. She should have just gone for the old man. Uh, really? If that's the goal, I, the goal for that family is to get rich, right? Go is, get the bag. That man's going to die in like three years and then go marry your baker for love. Win-win for everybody. Does the king appear in Cinderella too? Because maybe that does happen. <sighs> I really, I don't recall. I, I'm sure he does. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how important he is or if he crossed maybe paths with Anastasia Maybe there was like a prince and the pauper... Uh, Marxy Fruvis, uh, you know, switcheroo. Oh, yeah. With the baker and the king. Maybe it's the same guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the baker's animation actually looks kind of like a 2D version of Kristoff from Frozen. Oh. Yeah, a little bit. And the Duke, the, the Grand Duke, kind of reminds me of the Duke uh, Weselton from, uh, from Frozen. Weselton! Is, is the Duke the one who's doing the scream painting at the end credits yeah we yes. get portraits <laughs> in the end credits in different styles and the duke Love is it. the scream with the stepsister in the back like pointing and looking that's that's it's very it's very weird. good yeah so <laughs> the epilogue here which just kind of happens oh yeah it's got the classic paintings with the characters from the movie to the song i still believe i think that that's an awesome ending like i, I think that that's a very you know, we're poking fun at the classics mm-hmm. kind of meta joke. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, when when we were watching it, uh, Chrissy said, like, somebody had too much fun making this movie and it shows. <laughs> like, somebody on staff was having it's a cute. blast. It's very with this. self aware for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, this was, like I said, it's hard to find, even among the sequels and all the weird, like, direct video. Disney movies, it's hard to find one I haven't seen, and this one I hadn't. And thank God for Disney Plus for just having, <laughs> allowing all this stuff. We watched we watched um, Inspector Gadget right after this. Prince Stewart <laughs> or? Uh... No, the uh, Matthew Broderick one. Ooh, all right. Uh, yes. <laughs> that might be the guy I'm thinking of. It was really not good. But uh, it's so fun to have access to all these weird movies that would have been in the, the Disney vault. Uh, mm-hmm. remember that <laughs> um, hmm. to have kind of access to them again because if I didn't have it on VHS tape or uh, my little DVD collection where I'd go to used DVD places you know like your used yeah, yeah. movie stores and try to find mm-hmm. Disney movies um, then you didn't see it so Disney Plus has really been awesome for that and it's fun because kids like young kids now are re-watching those movies that we right. saw when we yeah, were kids. It's, it's not like old movie, new movie, Disney Renaissance, whatever. It's just, this is Disney. They're all here, yeah. So, like, um, so many kids were into, like, Sleeping Beauty this year. Like, I had a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, that was... That amazes me. Yeah, it's it's really fun because 
you know, their zeitgeist has just been frozen, you know, like frozen has existed for their Mm -hmm. whole life. And it's obviously a huge, huge franchise. So you have, uh, frozen and Moana and, uh, now we have uh, Encanto, which is excellent. If you guys haven't watched it yet, I haven't. I've heard good things. Excellent, um, but it's so fun that these kids are now watching ones that our parents watched, that our grandparents even watched, yeah. and we watched growing up. It's it's uh, the accessibility of these films now is it's just exciting, and it's fun to see like you know a lot of uh, you know mid eighties babies have little kids now so now little mermaid and bell and beauty and the beast are are back because that's who they who the parents watched which is kind of gross to think about (laughs) because that's what we watched but um yeah it's it's fun that these that um all of these classic disney films are getting kind of a second renaissance because of the streaming service yeah totally agree yeah and, uh, you know, it's a great time to be somebody who is into animation, given mm. the prolificness of the of the medium right now, mm. especially with different streaming services and also indie creators being able to kind of just make, you know, Tuca and Birdie and shit, just yeah. like without and everything's having accessible. blockbuster. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a wonderful time to be a fan of animation. So I'm not surprised that people who were into Disney as kids uh, and then... Uh, you know, after uh, years of breeding, yeah. uh, made children, <laughs> bred the children out, whom they can now share that. Uh, share that. And, with. and well, Disney and knows that they're creating lifetime consumers. Right, and that's <laughs> yes. where this Disney quote Disney adult uh, term has yeah. kind of come from. Is like, yeah. like Nick and I, we've been to Disney three times together over the course of the last seven years. Twice in California and once in Disney World. We don't have kids. We go for the whole week. <laughs> We don't oh, have kids. I mean, and we have Nick is s- your kid. <laughs> yeah, we're all somebody's children. <laughs> but we we have such an attachment to this franchise and this world and how much it you know transports us and the parks transport mm-hmm. you. When you're in a Disney park, you feel like a kid and you know that Cinderella is a person dressed in a costume, but when you see her, you're like, holy shit, it's Cinderella. Like you, you suspend the your Disney disbelief. wave is some sort of like post hypnotic suggestion involved. In, <laughs> yeah. In that with, motion. The, with that uh, snake thing. It's interesting because the, when you meet another Disney person, like of a similar age and they have watched different direct to TV VHS tapes than you have. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like like uh, last year, my wife and I we watched something that she had grown up on in a VHS, the Three Caballeros, the original. Oh, I love mm. the Three Caballeros. And then we we see that they remade it as like an action adventure show a couple yes, years ago, where they're magical so warriors fun. now. Okay, uh, and that Nick was and- a weird <laughs> weird thing to discover as a, as an adult. Nick and I went uh, to the Disney Halloween party years ago uh, mm. as the Three Caballeros with Gary. Oh, oh man, so that's Gary good. Gary was Donald, Nick was Jose, sure. and I was Panchito. And we did like, you know, like Dapper Day. For are you guys familiar with Dapper Day? It's like Dapper a day that, Dog. I'm a, I'm a Dapper Dan man, damn it. Uh, D- <laughs> Dapper Day in Disney is like when you dress alluding to Disney characters, but like in a kind of a fancy way. So we weren't wearing sombreros, but I was wearing like oh, a big sun hat and like, like inspired a by. pink skirt that has, but you can, so you can definitely tell who the character, and it was like the best day that we've ever had. But in the without parks. the problematic 
cultural appropriation that that implies. I like that. I like that. Well, well, that's sort of an edge case because it was like crafted as propaganda to bring those countries together. Yeah. Well, it was it was funded by it was funded by the. (laughs) I have uh, no way to judge that. It was funded by the Brazil government, wasn't it? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that what? crazy? Yeah, it, it, was it was like it was like an international uh, collaboration to be my like God. Brazil is not scary, Mexico's not scary. Look at Donald; he's having a great my time God. getting gored by a bull. Yeah, it's I I love that movie. That's actually <laughs> I, I'll have to watch uh, that and, and take very, note of the propaganda elements at the time. There's definitely some aspects of it that are incredibly dated, but it is a very oh, yeah. fun movie um, and very revolutionary for the time because you do have uh, live action uh, interacting with animation mm-hmm. and. This was in the 1940s when this was made. So to think that that was like feasible when the first feature animation films have only existed for 10 years. Yeah. Like that's pretty crazy. Um, can I uh, can Disney. I ask you something as a as a as a Disney princessor? Yeah. Uh, princess connoisseur. It you have a lot of uh, passion for Disney movies. I don't know if it's specific to princesses or not, but you seem to have a lot of knowledge and and fandom of that. And given how you feel about like the proliferation of Disney properties from the Disney vault, uh, does the notion of sequels being made, is there any part of you that is like chafing against kind of reimaginings or like, is there a part of you that doesn't like that the Cinderella timeline got reset and that it's like, there's this different Canon 60 years after it was initiated. Um, Yeah. So I, as a rule of thumb with any fandom, I think that so many people in that are fans of something, whether it be the star Wars fandom or the Disney fandom, doctor who, whatever, um, they, look at their original content material as the sacred thing and I don't believe in doing that because Mm -hmm. then you get in your own way too much so um, I personally don't have a problem like I love Little Mermaid too. it's kind of bad and it's kind of amazing and I think if you go into if, if you like Disney and you go into the mindset of watching one of these and going into the mindset of just having fun watching it, then you're going to enjoy it. I'm not a big fan of the like, like I'm also, this is a controversial uh, opinion. I love me some Star Wars prequels. I love the prequels and people, Star Wars fans hate the prequels because they look <laughs> at the original trilogy as this like sacred films mm-hmm. and they don't and they yeah, I don't particularly <laughs> like the original trilogy <laughs> i know but there's that group there's that group of star wars fans that are like this is the sacred thing and if you look at it it's pretty goofy like it's yeah. and yeah. so i don't really i i never look at any fandom as like this is a sacred thing that cannot be touched with the exception of princess bride they should never remake or do anything with that movie because it's they encapsulated unless, the oh my god you have so many nickisms that it's insane unless they do it as a muppet movie that's okay fun. that's allowed <laughs> um, you have so many nickisms it's ridiculous the hand gesture and get close to the mic and start whispering thing <laughs> I, i've seen nick do that so many times we've it's been so together funny. a long time we're starting yeah, to like morph into sort one of shows. um yeah, we um yeah, I just I don't believe in getting uh so attached to original source material that you uh don't want anybody to take inspiration mm, totally. from it or create 
I think it's just it's fun. It's meant to be fun. It's children's animation. We need to just enjoy it and have I think fun with yeah. it. I think yeah, Brandy I think Cinderella is amazing. Um, and Cinderella specifically, I really I don't think that anybody can have dibs on that because, like you said, it is it's a story that's been told thousands and thousands of times yeah. in thousands of different ways. So. If you want to add time travel to the mix, fine. Did I think it was an amazing movie? No. But was it fun to watch and cute and had uh, sweet moments and some cute music? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what you're looking for. Um, I think especially with Disney and Pixar, too. um, The bar has just been set so high by these Mm -hmm. features. So when we're looking at the direct-to-video type things, we really have to kind of think of them as a little bit of a different entity. Because for sure, is it is it Cinderella three a uh, twist in time going to be as good as the Lion King? No. <laughs> I I like the like it's sh- it's a shorter film. You don't have to be paying close attention to every little thing. You like you you have that sort of um, it's easy you know, watching. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you have this ebb and flow of action. You know, it's not like super engaging nonstop. The only but thing yeah. I get a little bummed with is um with some of the sequels the animation cuts are just like the the budget Mm. cuts are like particularly hunchback of notre dame which has some of the most beautiful animation Mm -hmm, uh, in in, uh uh for that time i mean the the background anime everything is so stunning in that movie and the sequels animation is garbage like garbage like it looks like coloring Mm -hmm. books like i mean it's just terrible and so that's where i i think it loses a little bit of its um uh like i don't want to say it like loses its dignity but loses its Uh, like can i uh, use a nick word verisimilitude oh god okay is that a nick word word? thanks that is a nick word oh you guys should know that I've been with that man for seven years and I still don't understand like a third of what he says, so don't worry. <laughs> say, is that a 80s, is, is that a war on drugs reference? Or? It, it's, it's quotidian, yeah. It's quotidian, so, there it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that that is a mature perspective to have to not hold these things Just uh, go above into things reproach. wanting to have fun. Like if you go into yeah. with any, so any if, form of if entertainment if The Little media. Mermaid was reimagined as Flounder is a hard-boiled cop, yep. uh, <laughs> Trying, trying to hunt down Ursula's seven gang lords or what have you. Like, that wouldn't upset you in, like, a they ruined the property kind of way? Um, I mean, if they, like, went out of their way to make it shitty, then maybe. But, like, it, in Little Mermaid 2, Cinderella's... Or Little Mermaid 2. Little Mermaid 2, <laughs> the Flounder... The whole gang's getting together. <laughs> it's a crossover episode. Um, <laughs> Flounder's, like, a dad in it. And he's, like, adult Go. Flounder... And it's it's really cute. I mean, it's he's got I five think, o'clock fish shadow. Like. <laughs> he kind of like does, and he's like a little pudgy. It's it's really cute. Um, he's pretty pudgy to start. He's got he's got a little like fish dad bod. Um, I was about to say fish dad bod. I also I also kind of trust Disney as a franchise to, in general, put out material that they are. Uh, that they believe has integrity so i don't think that they would do anything Mm. that i would be offended by again some disney fans are so especially park people they look at this the disney park and walt disney as like a god and this is like how it's every you can't change anything because it's It's a magic kingdom 
Yeah, like, I mean, there was there was people so mad that in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, they took out a scene where they're auctioning off women and they turned the women into uh, lady pirates. And they were like, this is bullshit. I'm like, why? Like, why? I, they, 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 <laughs> might be, they might be mad for not nostalgia reasons there. <laughs> well, and, like, people get mad. They just, they, they are so attached and unwilling to have change when if you really believe in Walt as this, god tier person while at the end of the day was just a man um yeah kind of a shitty man too yeah like not the best but (laughs) his whole philosophy was that things need to constantly be evolving and changing so yeah Yeah. so he remember mortimer mouse yes yeah and uh what was before that even mickey went through through oswald mickey went through you you invent a fantasia you realize it's not sustainable you wait a while you bring it back when you can (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I think that, and we um, went through all this with Shira and things of that nature. Oh, yeah. Is just people are always going to be mad about things that they hold in high regard being changed to any degree. Yeah, and I absolutely. think that it's often used as an excuse to just complain about the people that they like complaining about. Yes, um, I think that yours is the mature perspective, wherein like we recognize that it's not. Uh, uh, the highest budget and won't get the most eyes on it, so it our standards can be a little bit your, more lax. It won't yeah. take away from your original thing. Like if you love yeah. the Star Wars prequels, like I do, or love the new trilogy, like that doesn't the the the, the original you know New Hope trilogy. Yeah. You can just like the original exists. trilogy. It's not going yeah. anywhere. It's not being taken. Nothing's kinda. being that taken gets away into from touchy you. turf with those people, as I understand. Star it, Wars but. fans are hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I think I think we are leading toward a wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Bree, thank you very much uh, for coming on. Do you have any final yeah. thoughts about this movie specifically? Um, you know, I really went into it thinking I wasn't going to like it that much, and I was like, "Can we really please do Little Mermaid too?" Like when Nick asked me if I could we do, we can have you back on. I was like, yeah. "Can we do Little Mermaid too instead?" Because I love that movie, and this seems like a tiresome movie. But I you had a lot to say, <laughs> given that you. I did. Tiresome. No, I no, I, I I really thought it was going to be tiresome, and I I did enjoy it a lot more than I thought I would. It wasn't a perfect film by any means, but no direct to video uh, sequel is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was fun. Um, and uh, I think that I don't think it takes away anything from the original, except messing up some timelines and stuff and i want some justice for lucifer the cat who maybe is dead yeah, yeah justice for lucifer <laughs> that's my political platform right he's just, <laughs> lucifer is just doing cat stuff like we can't be mad at him for chasing mice that's like his job like he's just yeah. doing his job <laughs> um but no i really appreciate you lucifer guys having me did on. nothing wrong um, arguably the only person in the movie that does his job <laughs> lucifer yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I appreciate you guys having me on uh, as a yeah, as a Disney so guest specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I love talking about Disney. I know a lot of useless information about uh, not as much as Nick, though. If you guys ever want to learn about like all the like different CEOs and all their petty drama oh. with each other, Nick could tell you hours of hours. And not <laughs> only does Nick know way more. It's more useless trivia. That's the, <laughs> and that's it's a, louder. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's his angle. Yeah. It's so weird talking about Nick knowing that he's listening to this right now. I love <laughs> it, you. So um, but yeah, did you want to uh, uh, mention your internet presence again or, or plug anything? Um. Yeah, if you're interested in looking at um, my 
company's page even just to support and look at some really cool Disney cosplay if that's something you're interested in. Yeah. Um, we yeah. are Bree's Best Guests on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, so if you just want, even if you're not in our service area or not looking to book a kid's birthday party, if you're just like Disney cosplay, we have a lot of that. And uh, I think it looks pretty darn good. <laughs> so well, great. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank we, you. We'll, we will plug that in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Bree. You are welcome back anytime. Yeah. Yeah, you've been, uh, you've been was, great. This was real fun. Uh, so, Ben, what are we going to be watching next time? I'm going to guess... Because I don't remember which ones we had said. It's amazing so, when this happens. You, you only have to keep track time. of two things at a time. No, it can't be done. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of hints. Adam Sandler. Uh, okay, so we're that's too many hints. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be watching a Hanukkah movie. Uh, Apparently, this was our Christmas movie. Zane, can you remind us what, what our we're, format we're, was supposed to be? We're going to spend the next few episodes watching a variety of different holiday movies. There it is. We wanted to get Cinderella 3 out of the way uh, before we started that because I really wanted to rewatch it again. Um, oh. <laughs> ulterior motives. But yes, Ben, uh, we are watching the Adam Sandler 8 Crazy Eight Nights. Crazy Nights. Yep, yes. for our Hanukkah I movie. Watched, I watched this in a theater one time. When I was like 17 and I squirreled in Mountain Dew in a flask and drank <laughs> it during that movie. <laughs> ben as uh, an 18-year-old.exe right there. <laughs> it, it was it was a weird time that hasn't completely ended. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in many ways still a chugging uh, Mountain Dew from a flask, metaphorically. It's a metaphor now. It's a metaphor now. Uh, it's only until I shake a king's hand. Zane, what's after that? After that, we're going to do our Christmas movie. Um, So this is another thing that I saw a while back and really looking forward to a rewatch. We are going to watch The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Now, this is the 2000 version, not the 70s Rankin-Bass version. And this tells Mm. the story by um, L. Frank Baum, the guy who did Wizard of Oz, um, where we, we see Santa Claus growing up and learn that he was raised by a lioness and fought rock monsters and made peace with the fairies. Yes, 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 yes. I I read a graphic novel called Klaus, uh, which is like a grim imagining, reimagining of the story of Santa Claus as a wild man monster hunter who le- who builds children's presents he's and a, he's tries a local to overth- cryptid yeah over overthrow the government yeah he's basically bigfoot uh if bigfoot had an axe yep and <laughs> he <could>. I, I think <laughs> bigfoot can fight an axe yeah uh but well is the true meaning of christmas in his heart big questions that will be answered by our fans Fantastic. if they go to our facebook page <laughs> if they go to uh cartoncast at Fancybat.com slash cartoncast. You can find our webpage there. You can leave a comment on our contact page or recommend a show for us to watch next if you have anything to tell us about the meaning of Christmas and or uh, Adam uh, Sandler. The, uh, mice that talk to Adam Sandler. Love. If you, if you have, hands. Uh, yeah, hand love. Uh, <laughs> cheese beach. If, if you have anything to say about anything, I guess, just shout it at us. <laughs> Because uh, we're apparently willing to hear anything and read anything for any reason. Um, <laughs> go Fabulous. to Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Sign up. Go, go, go to. I, I told you before we started that I was tired. If if you go to you go to Apple Podcasts to give us a rating or review, it uh, makes us feel good and validates our lives. 
And if you uh, have anything, more than anything else, please uh, tell your friends about the show. Uh, Bree, do you want to lead us out of this podcast with any uh, Cinderella's uh, mannerisms? And remember, a dream is a wish your heart makes. <laughs> is that okay? Beautiful. <laughs> it, is, it is perfect. It's true. You, you don't realize she's one how of the, low... She's actually one of the ones I can't really impersonate very well. Mm. She actually has a much lower voice in the original animation. She's kind of got like a like an alto-y, like jazz age tone. Because all of the ash got into her throat while she was cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a carcinogen. Got a black lung. Uh, if, uh, yeah, you don't realize how low the bar is from next time on the podcast, wherein... <laughs> It's it's very the reason that we speak so quickly and over people sometimes is because every so often Nick will come in and we'll try to say something and he will have to he will it will be an instinct a reflexive urge to just shout up on the mesa <laughs> and there's nothing I can do that to stop is, it that is a regular occurrence in this household I believe you <laughs> I believe that he goes out of his way me, to do that he'll just text me a picture of that animation <laughs> while I'm at work. Just saying up on the Mesa, just so, and I'll be at work just being like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>